0: this morning. We're uh, going to uh, sing a few songs together and just enjoy this time. Hopefully more of the sunshine will come out as we go along. Uh, but we are just so glad that you are here to worship with us this morning. Uh, if you just sing along, if you would be the word of we You will make this place that we can be in will guide us into our First, we are here.
1: Everyone, glad everybody uh, went to bed early last night and set the clocks and are here on time. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It hurt this morning for sure. Um, I I practiced something I hadn't practiced before last night, which was at about seven thirty. I kept on telling everybody in the house, "It's eight thirty right now. It's eight And then uh, my kids are making fun of me anyway I'm going to bed early and earlier, and but. I felt better this morning than I usually do on a like this. So glad you could be here. And I want to start with a question, this morning. Have you ever experienced a moment where you said a version of this? I deserved more. I deserved more. Have you ever had that moment where you're like, I deserve that that pay raise. I deserve that promotion. I deserve more playing time. Um, I deserve more than I actually got. I feel slighted right now, and um, I I just wanted my just desserts in this moment. And have you ever been locked down in that cycle where um, you start seeing the whole world and everyone in your world as someone that's not giving you what you should have gotten? If you've been there before, then I think this parable will speak to you this morning. And even if you've never been there, I'm sure you've experienced uh, somebody near you that has has went through this. So listen, uh, listen and hear what Jesus has to say to us this morning. This is from Matthew chapter 20, starting verse 1, going through verse 16. Jesus says there, For the kingdom of heaven... It's like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for a day and sent them work for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, "You also go and work in my vineyard, and I will feed you whatever is right." So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon to the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? They said, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, all the workers and paid them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired, going to the first. The workers who were hired at about five in afternoon came, and each received one denarius. So when those who were hired first, so when those who were hired first, they expected to receive more when they came to get their money. But each of them, but each one of them also received a denarius, one single denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked only one hour. They said, you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, and I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pain, go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This parable tells us a few things about God, and it also tells us a few things about how we Um, accept the things that God offers us, um, some good and, and some bad. So let's first talk about the things that it tells us about God. First and foremost, it tells us this, that God is a God of unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. Sometimes we call this grace. And grace and unmerited favor is something we don't deserve, but it is a gift. It is a gift. The last workers, in all of our sensibilities as people, the last workers deserved less pay. Like in our world, their hours would have been prorated and all off, the first one gets one denarius, everybody else gets a fraction of that based on the time they work. That's the way we would see the world. But those workers that came later in the day, They got more than they deserved. And this is a picture of grace, unmerited favor. And God gives in these ways that go beyond what we actually deserve. There's a surprise at the end of the story when, when everyone in the story is the first workers of the day they got what they deserved they got justice they were not slighted in any shape, form or fashion yet this is a story that those that came later got more than they actually deserved this is the essence of who God is we can trust Him that His promises are sure and they are steady We can trust him to be graceful towards us and even extravagant towards us. If we had time and we were all sitting in a room together and and I could ask a question and you could all respond, um, I might ask you a question like this. Um, If you were going to describe who God is, um, how would you describe him? What? Occupation or vocation when you um, kind of uh, make it out to be in your head, and I might give you some options like uh, a policeman or a judge or uh, the ice cream man that drove around the neighborhood and gave out free ice cream type of thing. Most of us, most of us, if I was if I was uh, a betting man, would say we, we would choose something that would be more punitive in nature, that would have to do with punishment, that would have to do with uh, evaluating us and find us lacking. Because a lot of us grew up with language about God that he's always watching us and ready for us to, to mess up. Now, if that's not your story, um, you don't have to own that. But a lot of us, and a lot of people i talk talked to have seen him as a God who's ready to punish This story tells us something different. It tells us that God is one who by nature is gracious and wants to give to people even beyond what they have done or earned. One of my favorite authors of all time is Oswald Chambers. And there's a story that Oswald's wife came to him and she said, said, Oswald, what do you think God is going to do with our friend who has cancer? Do you think that God's going to heal them or is he not going to heal them? And Oswald looked at her and said, "Um, I'm not as concerned about what God does as much as I am with who he is. With who he is. This parable tells us who God is. And I think a lot of us would have a lot more freedom in our life if we understood who he was and how he loved us. And this is where it gets complicated because there's what God is and what he does for us, and then there's how we respond. The first thing I want to say this morning is is that one of the things that that stuck out to me the more I read this passage this week was that God is a God who is constantly inviting us to join him in his work. This parable has the landowner going out multiple times throughout the day and inviting people in to work where he is and on the land that he owns. And when we do that work, that God work that we're invited into, Like we need to be faithful and strong and courageous. And it's not about the the, the pay or the accolades or if we got there first, if we got more money than the next person. It's about faithfully doing the work that we are called to do. We also, as people, can trust God's provision for us. No one in this story gets sliding. I don't feel like I can say that enough. No one is slided. There is is justice. And on top of justice in the story, there is grace. Both of these are here. There is justice. The first people were paid what they were promised. And the last people got more than they deserved. But it feels to our sensibilities and the way in which we see the world that someone got slided. As I was preaching um, at 9 o'clock um, I started thinking about if I was in these people's shoes and I think about the, the days of, of uh, many days um, growing up and even after I've been grown of being on the, the farm and doing uh, hard work for, for a day like um, when we harvest tobacco, bring the tobacco into the barn and um, if I had worked from the start of the day to the end of the day, and the guy that shows up at five in the afternoon and works as the sun is starting that's not as hot as it was during the heat of the day, and and my dad turned around and paid that person the same that he paid me for the day's work, I would be I would be livid. I would be livid. And that's our sensibilities, right? But 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 our father in heaven He doesn't see the world that way. Think about this. Think about if you were the landowner, why would you go out for one hour of the day and pay someone a day's labor? Why would you do that? And the only reason you would do that is not that you were so much concerned about getting the most bang for your buck, because if you did, you would wait till tomorrow and go hire that person to work a full day and give them the same money this was about the landowner being gracious about wanting to provide work and inviting people into that and this leads us to the last point that that I think we, we need to hear this morning we don't need to argue with or grumble or pay too much attention to how God deals with other folks all right? If we start staring and getting obsessed and judging what God is doing with others and what they're getting and what they're not getting and how that compares to what I'm getting, um, that will always leave us tied up and bound and nowhere near the freedom that God has created us to live This leads us down the road of a pettiness. It leads us with grumbling all of our life that we didn't get our just desserts and what we deserved. And here's the reality. As you walk into the world this week at work, at school, on social media with your family I want you to remember two things from this parable today. God, first of all, God is in the business of wanting to set people free that are currently not free. God is in the business of wanting to set people free. There is so many people that we encounter. If you went out to the store yesterday, or if you worked this week, or if you talked to people on the phone, whatever you did this week... You encounter some people that are trapped, that are locked down, that are so trapped by hurts and hangups and addictions and pain and dysfunction and, and stuff that they have walked with for their entire life. But God is in the business of inviting those people in and offering them, offering them grace. And I believe that if we could see the heart of God is that, then we might have some more space and some some grace ourselves for other people that we encounter. If the God in which we serve is a God that is wanting to set people free, then those people that we sometimes easily, um, because of something they say or something they've done to us, we pick up. When we put them in a category and write them off as one of those people, then we are no longer able to be an instrument of grace to that person. And that's what we're called to do. And the reason I think that we have a hard time doing that sometimes is simply this. Those of us that hang out in the church that have been set free by Jesus, we're called to live as people that have actually been set free. We've been called to live lives that we are living in real freedom. That's why we've been set free. So for example, if, if Christ's work in our lives is to set us free, Let's imagine that as him literally coming into the prison and opening up the the cell door and um, unlocking the chains and the feathers that bind our hands and our feet and inviting us to walk out. If we're the people that have experienced that freedom and that invitation, then when we live in a way that we're walking around saying, I deserve more than that person. That person shouldn't have received that. And if we're playing the comparison game and we're becoming petty in the way that we see others, then that is like us walking back into that jail cell and closing the door behind us and putting the chains back on. You see, We as the people that follow Jesus are meant to live in freedom. That means accepting the fact that we were the recipients of unmerited favor. That maybe that God has given us more than we deserve. And therefore, we can have space and place for other people we don't have to get locked into the I deserve more and the that person should have not received that. That is prison and that is the farthest thing from So I hope this week, as you go through your days at work, at school, with your family, going shopping or driving around, I hope that this parable will come back to you. That God will remind you over and over and over again that you have received grace upon grace upon grace and that you've been invited to live from that place of freedom. I pray also that that this week that He'll show you those places that this uh, I deserve, this comparison, and this pettiness trap has, has seeped into your way of thinking and the scripts that you use to get through the day. And that it will reveal that and that He will show you that there is a better way. Let's pray together this morning. Father, I pray that you just open our eyes and our hearts So we can see how that your love for us and who you are changes us. Shape us and mold us. Use this week. Use circumstances. Use situations that we experience this week. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, just remind us in those moments. Let us see places that we're buying into the I deserve more gain Help us not to chase that down, but instead help us to faithfully and, and with strength and with courage continue to do your work, knowing that you are gracious, that you are loving, that you are extravagant, that you are inviting us to do and be a part of your work, and you're inviting more and more people into that work. Help us to be instruments of your grace wherever we go. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. Just got a couple um, quick announcements to tell you about. Um, One, um, we are, we're in the future, Um, we will be inside at 9 o'clock for service. And if you uh, have got your vaccination or you are ready to be inside, uh, we invite you to be a part of that. Um, 9 o'clock, park from the side parking lot over here from the door to mask, all of all of that. So if you want to participate in that, and we'll still be having the ten fifteen 15 service right here in the way that we're doing it. Um, also, starting um, April 7th, which is the Wednesday after um, both Holy week and spring break, because those are the same uh, week, um, children's programming and youth programming will start back up for a six-week time period starting April 7th. All right? So just uh, mark that calendar if you've got um, youth or children. Um, all of that will be starting back up Wednesday nights um, at um, Winchester First. Um, like we'll be doing it on April 7th. All right? Um, please, 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 if anything comes up and you have any questions, concerns, or comments, don't hesitate to, to shout at me or uh, text me, call me email to do something. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness uh, you for being here. Um, I know it has been a long strange year and uh, I appreciate your faithfulness maybe. So thank you. Have a great week and we'll see you uh, next week.